Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon by Rav Shimshon Pinkus. And we're moving on to the next chapter that is called Binyan Hatvila, which we will translate as the structure of prayer. Okay, that's what we're going to call this. Oh, what happened? Something got a little... Okay. Still think yes okay so I'm gonna go through the safer here and I've given you a chart that you can look at and you can keep those who are listening if you'd like a chart just email me and I'll happily send you an e chart of this now it's a very important class because it really gives us the entire structure of the prayer to understand where you're going. And I will be referring to different parts of the chart as we go through this. You have to realize that not, you know, I think it's a little too big. Let's knock it down. Yeah, that's a lot better. Okay, so, um, and I'm going to go through different parts of the chart. This is the completed chart that you're looking at. But the tzaddik goes to different parts. So first he starts by telling us that tefillah is divided up into four parts. And what are the four parts? So we're going to look at what we call here the prayer ascent. First one on the left side. Starts with the morning blessings in Korbanos, Sukkot Zimra, Shema and the blessings and the Amida. That is the ascent of prayer. Okay? And certainly, when you finish praying, there's a descent of the prayer, which is the far column on the right side, where you're starting at the Amida, and then you're going down. Should be over here. Yeah. Yeah, just take it. Amida going down. Now, we'll have to discuss what happened to Tachanun and for the Svartim, the Vidui. We're going to see that's really part of the Amida. But then comes Ashrei, Uvalutzion, where we say that Kedusha of Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And then again, this is following the Svart way. The next level down is the Psalm of the Day. That's not the Minhag Ashkenaz. And then they end with Enkelokeinu and the Ketores, correct? Then after that is Elenu, but that's a separate thing, which we'll discuss later. So Ashkenazim have a little problem after we finish the Ashrin Kedusha. But that is the basic uh, way. So you see there's some parallels. As the ascent of Shema and the blessings, it is correlated of the descent of Ashrei and Kedusha, the ascent of Sukkot and Zimmer going up is parallel with the descent of the Psalm of the Day, and the ascent of Morning Blessings or Karbanos is matched in parallel with Enkelokeinu and the Ketores. Okay, that's first thing. Next thing, the Kabbalists tell us that these four parts are also connected to the four spiritual worlds, starting from bottom to top, 
the world of Asiya, that's the world here of action. Then Yitzira is the world above that. And we'll see that is the world of the uh, angels. Then the world of Berea, which has all the energies that come from Hashem in action. And then we have the world of Atzilus, which is Hashem and all his attributes, but not in action. Okay. So you're seeing parallels in the worlds. Okay. Now, one other thing to complete this idea. Let's discuss the Beis Hamikdash. In the old days, even today, when you came to Yerushalayim, first you would enter an area called the Har Habais, the Temple Mount. There's no way you could come to the Beis Hamikdash until you first come to the Temple Mount. Now, then you've got walls, and you then come to the next area, what? That's not important. That's not so important right now. Okay. And then from there, you go to the Azara, the courtyard. Okay. The courtyard is in front of the actual Heichal, which was the sanctuary itself. The Heichal was... The courtyard is open air, had the Mizbeach, all the slaughtering happened there. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that was the courtyard. Did I say courtyard? Which one did I say? The courtyard is, it, no, so the courtyard was where the Mizbeach was, where all the animals were slaughtered. Then the Heichal begins the actual temple indoor structure. The Heichal, you move in, and there you have the menorah, there you have the... Um, Mizbech Ketores, you have the Shulchan, and then you go to the holiest of holies, and that is where the Ark was with the tablets. Okay? These are all paralleling each other. Okay? Now, now, what we're going to understand now, let's start from entering the temple. What was the experience a Jew should have as he entered the temple. And this reflects four levels of recognition of Hashem's conduct in the world. Okay, and that's what we have to understand. And we're gonna start from bottom to top. You gotta realize that um, when a person enters the Har Habayis, the Temple Mount, that's outdoors, okay? So you have to understand, you're not in the Beis Hamikdash, you're not even in the Levite camp, but you're beginning to understand that everything you do has to be done uh, according to the way Hashem wants you to do this, to do things. Okay, you have to realize that you know there, there's there's God and He wants us to do certain things. Okay, and this is uh, going to be similar to this, so to speak. Okay, and that's the idea of the Harabais, that we have to keep the entire Torah. Because we're, we're beginning to get close. When you get a little closer to the Azara, it's not only that you have to fulfill all the mitzvahs of the Torah, but all your life has to be dedicated to the service of Hashem. 
because the Azara is a place where we serve Hashem. So you'll see that this, this third row is combining these aspects. I'm giving you part of it, and I'm going to add to it. But that's the, the main idea. You're walking to the Temple Mount. You realize, you know, God is a master of the world, and I got to do what he says. But as I get closer to the Azara, I have to understand that, that I have to sanctify myself to do the Avoda of Hashem, because that is an Avoda. Okay, in other words, our Avoda has to be made holy. Now, when we get closer to the Hegel, that's the actual temple structure, we should have a feeling that Hashem sees me every moment. And finally, we get to Mamish, the holiest of holies, that is Ein Od Milvado. There's nothing else but Hashem. Now, we ain't going to enter a lot of these places. Only a Kohen can enter some of these places. We can't get past ourselves, past the Temple Mount, and we can just come into the eastern part of the courtyard at most. But a Kohen can be further. He can be in the courtyard. A Kohen can work in the Heichal. But only the Kohen Godol can be in the Holiest of Holies. Okay. So therefore, what we are doing now, you see, what we're paralleling is, we talk about the four parts of prayer that I have over here. It's going to parallel the four aspects of the Beis Hamikdash. So somehow, the morning blessings and korbanos will be a, a parallel to my entering the Temple Mount. When I go to Pesukah de Zimra, it's like I'm going into the courtyard. When I'm saying the Shema and the blessings, it's like I'm entering the Heichal, even though I can't, but it's at least my mind can enter the Heichal. Remember, in your mind, you can be wherever you want to be. And when I get to the Amida, then I'm getting to the holiest of holies. Okay, so that's a general, we're going to go more, but that's the general parallels that are over here. Okay? Now, what do you see automatically? That this is an order, like a ladder. And just like if you would want, let's say you're the coin Godel, and you want to go to the holiest of holies, you can't just go straight there. You got to start at the Temple Mount. There's no way to get into the Holy Souls until you start at the Temple Mount. And once you're at the Temple Mount, then you got to go through the courtyard. There's no other way. And then from the courtyard, you could go into the sanctuary, the Heichal, and from there you could go to the Holy Souls. But there's no skipping around. And when you leave, it has to be the same way. When the coin Godel leaves, the holiest of holies. He has to go next into the Heichal, the sanctuary. And from there you must go into the Azara. And from there you go to the Temple Mount. So there's no, uh, that's not just, you know, let's say it is. But the same idea spiritually. When you want to be able to have a, want to talk to Hashem, you can't just jump. Right? Like the ladder of Yaakov had many steps. You can't start at the bottom and just end up at the top. you got to climb up, and you can't just jump off from the top without taking the steps down. So if you, if you can't, it's impossible to get to the top of the ladder without taking the, the, the rungs up. You can't. And if you're going to go down without taking the rungs, very dangerous. You'll probably kill yourself. 
So therefore, we got to realize that the whole prayer services, the steps before, is like a pyramid. And the Amida is at the top of the pyramid. And it doesn't matter if you're going up or you're going down. And we've got to follow the order that is there. This is really critical. So you're beginning to see where you don't want to come late to shul. You don't want to skip parts of davening. And we'll see that there's more similarities between the ascent, the ascent and the descent. Okay, you already see certain things are similar. For example, the korbanos is on the way up in the beginning, and then you have the ketores, which is also part of the korbanos process. Psukit Zimra is a psalm. The psalm of the day is a psalm. Okay? Kriyashman, the blessings, have kadosh, kadosh, kadosh in the blessings, and we have kadosh, kadosh over here. So you begin to see that there are all kinds of symmetrical parallels. Okay. So now let us begin to understand this on a deeper level. So every morning when we get up, we are building a new world. We're building a new world. And this world has two parts. This is the part we're going to look at here. This aspects of reality. Okay. That's the next thing we're going to look at. And um, every, we have two parts. One is called the inner and one is the external. Okay. And the inner part is divided up into two parts, which we'll see is the external part of the inner and the inner part of the inner. And the external part has an external to the external and an internal to the internal. We will see what all this means in a minute. Okay? So, uh, and therefore when you're standing, another thing to realize is that when you are standing before Hashem, you are mamish in the Kadshe Kadoshim, as it is. And we have two parts, the Heichal and the Kodesh Kadoshim. The Kodesh Kadoshim, that when you're in the temple structure, that's God's world. That's God's world. So there's an external part to this world. That is what we we'll call the inner world. God's world is the inner world. Everything beyond that is the outer world. It appears to be outer. So when I'm on the Temple Mount and I'm on the Azura, I'm in the outer world. It's our world, so to speak. When I'm in the Heichel, it's God's world. Okay? So now, when we look at the inner world of God, there's the exterior part of the inner world. That's the Heichal. And then the inner part of the inner world was just the Kodesh Kadash. Okay? And that's what I put on over here. We've got the external aspect of Hashem's inner reality, which is the Heichal. And that's why we have to say Shema and the blessings to appreciate that. And then when you get to the Kodesh Kadash, the Holy of Holies, it's the inner aspects of Hashem's inner reality. And that's what the Amida gives us for this. Okay? And when we're at the Amida, that's when the real laws of prayer are, that are mentioned exist over there. Whatever is before is an introduction that makes that happen. Okay? Now, again, 
So the actual Amida, what's the reality is when you're in the Amida, it's you're standing before Hashem. The Kohen Godel in the country is standing before Hashem. There's only one reality in that place. Ein od Movado. There's nothing. When the Kohen Godel went into the Kachikashim, nobody was there. It's just Hashem. And the Kohen Godel himself realizes he's totally buckled to Hashem. Okay. And 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 therefore. <clears throat> A man has no need, and that really means everything, everything you're going to need is all from Hashem. So we talk about healing, parnasa, everything. It's all Hashem's. We don't have anything to do with this at all. That's the holiest of holies. So we have to imagine when we're doing the Amida, we're in the holiest of holies, and at that point you can't fool yourself at all. That is Hashem is everything. Just like in the world of Atsilus. Atsilus, the spiritual world, there's nothing but Hashem and his potential attributes. And that's what we have to be feeling when we're saying that Amida. Now, it's not easy to, you can't start with that feeling. We got to preface it with other feelings. So, what happens before? The Kriyashma and the blessings. When I'm in the Eichal, what do we begin to understand? We recognize the unity of Hashem who does everything and supervises everything. That's what Shema Yisrael is about. And all the brachas of the Shema talk about how every aspect of the world really all comes from Hashem. And the Malachim say Kadosh, 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 because they all they all come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. So as much as this reality over here in the holiest of holies is the inner aspects of Hashem's inner reality, the Shema and the blessings is what the Heichal, which is the external aspect of Hashem's inner reality. And what is it we're supposed to understand by the Shema? Well, that's Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echod. And that means Hashem sees me every moment, supervises every moment. And here we are in the palace, in the heavens, with the angels. That's what we should be feeling because we're not yet in the Shema and the Amida yet. Okay? So we come to understand the total unity of Hashem. Okay, very good. So, now let's move on. What about now we have to get into our world? There's two aspects of God's world. Now we got to get into our world, is where a lot of Jews can be. And there's two aspects as well. So we, we have the, now this, this world is an external reality. This world is that Hashem's world is an internal reality. In Hashem's internal reality, there's an external to the internal and an internal to the internal. And over here, this external world, there's an external of the external and an internal of the external. Let's give an example. Person takes a piece of bread. Okay, and what are you going to do with that piece of bread? Well, there's two things I can do. One is I can eat it. Okay, and it's the will of Hashem that I should eat bread. Hashem wants me to live. Okay, this is what I will call the external of the external. But at least it's, but Hashem wants me to eat bread. Hashem made me hungry, wants me to eat bread. 
But besides that, we now say a bracha of Amotzi Lechem That's the internal reality of this external reality. You understand? So the bread is the outside of the outside. The bracha is the inside of the outside. And therefore, when we start the davening, we start from the outside of the outside, and that's the morning blessings. Because that talks about our natural realities. Uh, even though there's an inner aspect, which we'll see in Pesukah Zimra, but right now the morning blessings and korbanos, they relate to the world of Asiya, to the external world. It's a natural world, and man makes blessings over the nature. That's it, you make a blessing, and therefore I have eyes, I have clothes, I'm on the ground, I don't fall, there's gravity. That is the Harabayas. That's where we can live. And we have to live in this world based on what the Torah has, says. And that's the external of the external. The most natural part that a person doesn't even appreciate how spiritual he really is. Because he doesn't realize what's internally behind it. Right? But guess what? When all of a sudden you start feeling pain, you begin to realize that maybe I should have realized that Hashem is giving this to me. Okay. Now we move up to Pesukah de Zimra, which parallels the courtyard, which is where we do our service. That's where the Mizbeach is. Although we haven't come to the inner aspects of holiness, but we've come into the inner aspect more than what we have until now. And the Azara says that all my life is dedicated to serve Hashem. And therefore, Pesukah de Zirma, we sing the songs of the whole natural world that we're living in, things that are so difficult for us, uh, things that are important for us. As the Rambam says, a sick person can't learn Torah. When we're singing, we're saying that everything's from Hashem, and therefore everything is meant to reflect that light. Hashem created a world, and we need uh, health, we need parnasa, we need nachas, we need simcha. Why do we need it? Because Hashem wants us to work for Him. Okay, so once we finish the Birchas HaShachar and the Pesukah the Zimra, we've taken care of the Harabayas and the Azorah, we're now in the position to almost get ready to meet the king. Okay, and that's what's happening. At this point, we recognize in the world that, you know, we bless Hashem for our natural physical world. And therefore, we connect to Hashem with the world by fulfilling the Torah. And more than that, we go to the next level, the inner aspect of the external, that all of natural life should be used to sanctify Hashem. And our lives should be used to dedicating to serving Hashem. Okay, then we're going to go into the king's palace over here. And what is what do we understand at that point? Well, the first recognition is Hashem made everything. He supervises everything. But not until we get to the Amida, we get into the Kachikadashim where Hashem is everything. There's nothing else but Hashem. This is the progression that we make. Is this, is this clear? Is this getting somewhere? So therefore, what you, the words you're saying have to reflect 
the aspects of reality that you are feeling. That's what every part's a different part. When I'm starting the morning, I'm half asleep. I got to wake up. I got to realize that there's a natural world here and Hashem is the one who created the natural world. And how do and how, right? And how do we connect to Hashem? Well, we gotta follow the Torah. Okay. Sick of the Zimra is well, this is the natural world, but we gotta sanctify God's natural world. We gotta dedicate our lives for that. Then we gotta go higher. We're going to, now we're going into God's palace. Right? God's palace. I gotta recognize the unity of everything Hashem does. He supervises everything. And then finally, I'm mamish in the throne room with God Himself. So every and and that's the concept we have over here. Now, what's the whole point of the prayers? The whole point of the prayers is to always recognize Hashem's reality. Okay. And this, now we have to just go a little bit more into what are the feelings that we should have when we're at each step of the ladder going up and going down. So we're going to start it over here again. So in the beginning, we're on the ladder in the morning, after a few hours of sleep, person has been totally cut off from any recognition of Hashem when he's sleeping. So the first thing he has to do in the morning is to arouse himself from his sleep and see there's a whole world in front of him. And he has to now bring again this realization again that there's a master to the world. And he obligates us for things. So the first thing we say is the Berchus shachar that surrounds our world. He opened up our eyes. He gives us clothes. There's a master to this world. Baruch atah Hashem. You're the master of this whole world. And our job is to connect to Hashem who created this entire world. It's all his. And that's our job. And how do we do that? How do we connect? By learning Torah. Then we, that's the external of the external. Now we go to the external of the internal. Then we become like angels. It's not enough to know that Hashem exists and that everything is His. But we have to sanctify all our lives as we serve Him. And how do you do that? By singing the praises of God like the angels do. Then we go further. We're going into the Hechal now. It's not that we're serving Hashem anymore, but we go even more, more than this. That we have to, we know that now Hashem supervises everything. We're now in His house. We're in the heavens. We're at the angels, and those are the words we say. And the heavens are, so to speak, God's house. And now we begin to understand the idea that God really is the unity of everything. Then we finally get to the Amida. We're grabbing onto the truest of all truths. We're not, it's not just Hashem, it's a sort of thing, but we're mamish in front of Hashem and we're totally nullified before Hashem. And therefore we daven, we say 19 brachas. Okay, and we do that, we open the heavens, open up. We now have a true realization that all of health, everything, everything comes from Hashem. Okay, now, what, now we open up and we, we got all this. So now what happens? What can we take with us as a memento? You had this big meeting. You know, in the secular world, you have a meeting and then you write notes to review what the meeting is. So what do you take down with this? Okay, that, that's the question. 
So we take down a recognition that everything depends on Hashem and that has to go through the entire process. And this is the next part. The davening gave us a greater recognition that everything's in Hashem's mind. That's obviously the first step. But now we take this truth and we bring it into the next level as we're still in the palace, but not in front of Hashem. And we understand, we have some grasp of this. And we say the Kedusha, because we still have a grasp of the holiness, but it's at a much higher level than we started coming up before we spoke to Hashem. All right? And then we go down to say the, the Psalm of the day, right? We strengthen our desire to sanctify Hashem. And then we go lower at the end to say the Pitum, the Enkelokena and the Ketoras. We strengthen our appreciation of Hashem in the natural world. And that's the goal. Now we live with Hashem in the natural world. The purpose is not so much to get your prayers answered. But after you've spent a good time standing for Hashem, you can come back into this world slowly, slowly, and live this world with that recognition. Do you understand? This, this recognition, standing before Hashem, ain't old novato. We have a greater recognition that everything's in Hashem's hands because we've gotten in touch with Hashem's, the aspect of Hashem's inner reality. Now bring it down into my mind, into my heart, into my actions. And therefore, you cannot skip. If you skip, you're jumping and you're gonna, it's very dangerous, okay? And now you're leaving all the packages behind. It's look at this analogy and we'll end with this. Every morning a Jew has to catch the spiritual train, okay? So if he oversleeps, he misses the train. What if he gets on the train but he's asleep on the train. Doesn't matter, the train's still moving. Okay, now the train's moving, there's a beautiful scenery. So it makes the trip, oh, so much more beautiful. If he's asleep, he missed the beautiful scenery. But at the end of the day, he's gonna get there. But, oh, he's missing so much before he gets there. Now obviously, you don't, Tommy, don't get anything. But to appreciate where you're going, to appreciate who you're speaking to, to be ready to speak to Hashem, Therefore, it's so critical to say this, and then you can come back. So therefore, if you just daven, and say, okay, I finished the Amida, I gotta go now to work, and you forget the rest, well, then you have no time to bring those aspects of reality back into yourself. Now, this is the overall, and then when we go through the various philos, we'll see how they fit into this reality. Glad we finished it. You can keep it. Good shot.